I'm an ex-learning bites and I'm your host, Ace Kagler. Whether you're out for a stroll, making your morning coffee or working away at your desk, we're always one click away. Tune in every week to hear from our exciting lineup of guests. Welcome to Lumnix Learning Bites, Laura Staples and Scott Barkley. Laura, it's so great to have you back on the show. And Scott, it's your first time joining us on Lumnix Learning Bites. Welcome. Thank you. It's an absolute privilege. Well, I'm sure everyone knows Laura by now. So how about I ask you, Scott, to introduce yourself. Um, tell us a bit about what you do at Lumnix. Oh, so I, uh, I head up the residential national sales team. Uh, which is made up of about 60 salespeople split between metro and also regional right across Australia. So um, it's, a, it's a broad team, a distributed team, um, but one that uh, I really enjoy heading up and, and working on motivation and try and connect every day. And Laura, so as the head of people and performance at Laminex, um, you've got a really busy world. What's happening in your world these days? Uh, hey, so I think we've got some um, exciting news that we found out recently. So uh, recently Laminex was named the number 10 best place to work in manufacturing um, by the Australian Financial Review. So some exciting times and some great, I guess, motivation for, for our team and for the organisation to um, really enjoy and celebrate some of the great things that we've been able to do over the last couple of years. Thank you for sharing the news. It's super exciting. Um, today we're talking about what impact motivation has on creating a high-performing team. I'd like to ask you first, Laura, what do you think motivates people to perform at a high level? I think it's a really important conversation to have, Ace, and particularly in the world in which we find ourselves in now, being a majority of our teams are actually working remotely and that they don't have the face-to-face -face connection that they're previously used to having with team members, with peers, with leaders across the business. So understanding new ways of being able to motivate our people and keep them engaged to do meaningful work is, is something that's really important as a leader. I think when I you know, when I reflect on what motivates people, I think it comes down to three really key important elements. The first one being trust um, and, and something that I, I think is really important to remember when we talk about trust, it's, it's not about earning trust, it's about maintaining trust. And I, I think that um, rather than team members having to work really hard to earn trust and respect of their leader, they should automatically be trusted to do the right thing. And you can do that by having transparency and really clear, measurable, meaningful goals um, and a, a solid understanding of their role to play in the organisation. That's what fosters a, a really strong trust environment. So the other element is obviously transparency, which I think is important to motivate teams. They, they want to understand what's happening across the business, um, what what they can get involved with, how the business is perform, performing. You know, these are really important things about having that strong communication uh, principle across the business. And then the final element, you know, I mean, of course, it's one of many, but seeing the positive impact that they make, you know, to their team or across the business or in relation to strategic goals, that's such an important element of being able to motivate 
team members and seeing their own meaningful progress that they make towards that shiny goal that they're all aspiring to achieve. What are your thoughts, Scott? Yeah, look, I agree. For, for me, um, in the sales space, it's about creating a winning culture. And I think if you have a winning culture, then you, you, you can really set a standard, a higher standard that people can aspire to try and achieve, which drives motivation. If, if you're a salesperson and you're not driven by that, then you shouldn't be a salesperson. I've, I've always said that. So we, we've really, over the last 12 months, tried to create a winning culture and demonstrate that through sales blitzes and leaderboards and small prizes that we offer high performers. And, uh, and it's really resonated really well across the country. So some of the other stuff we've tried to do um, to empower everyone to feel like they're not just a number and in a big company like Laminex, where you've got 1600 employees, so you, you, can, you, can, you can fall into the trap of feeling like you are in the shadows. So we, we've tried to create a, uh, a panel of, uh, of sales reps, BDMs, account managers around the country that um, can, can directly come together each, each month and talk about their, their thoughts on new product development or their, their, um, what, what they believe we should be doing next or where the gaps are and, and trying to, to shorten that gap between someone that's a sales rep versus someone that's making those decisions at the top. Because really in a business like Laminex, we want everyone contributing to the future and feeling a part of it. And, and I think over the last 12 months, that's been more important than ever. Um, my, my other thing that, that I picked up on that you said, Laura, was in relation to the face-to-face -face piece and, and where, where there's that human element of, um, of connecting with people and understanding who they are as people, you know, you know, do you have kids? Are you married? You know, what, what sort of age bracket are you? Um, you know, the, the other day I was talking to someone and, and, and he said that, you know, he was, he was 37 and, and I said, did you know, I was, I was born in the same year as you. And I, I think they all thought I was about 55 or something, but, but <laughs> something as simple as that, when you're on a, when, when you're on a screen, you, you, you have to appreciate that people just have a perception of who you are or what role you have. But then when you break it down, sometimes you're, you're no different to them. And, and that's the piece that I've started to get around the country and, and, you know, catch up with some of the salespeople, go on the road with them and, and really break down those assumptions. And, uh, and it creates more connection and, and, and more, you know, vibrance amongst what we're trying to achieve. Mm. I think, um, you know, whilst it's digressing a little bit from motivation, but demonstrating that vulnerability as leaders in an organisation is so important. And that's how you build connection with teams. And I think some of the best high-performing teams, whether it's in the organisational context or the sporting world, are the ones that have been able to demonstrate vulnerability when times are tough but also celebrate their wins when things are going really well. And it's about going through the wave of emotions that you have as a team um, together that bonds people a lot stronger, which obviously that bond and um, that connection that they have as a team is going to make them high performing. Correct. And that, and that celebrating wins is really important in motivation. And it's not just about financial, financial incentives. It's also about just the recognition. So, someone that's in Orange or Tasmania or Cairns might have done the best 
you know, thing for the business with a new product and, and gain new business. And, and we've started sharing that type of information a lot more because we did get feedback that people wanted to celebrate wins and be acknowledged for it. But for me, it's about closing that loop of learning. So we've, we've created uh, what we call surround war rooms with a new product that we've launched where people come to it, the sales team come to it and they share their wins, their experiences. And it's a really good forum to, to have that connection, not only with peers, but with management. So that, that's been another really good, I think, motivation uh, driver for, for the sales team. Yeah, what a great idea. Love that. Yeah, and I don't think the conversation around vulnerability was digressing at all. Um, those who might have listened to um, Serena and myself's conversation on belonging, I think these these topics all really tie in um, really well together. So we want to to show vulnerability, or we want others to share a bit about themselves. So we feel that connection to our team, and we feel like belong, and we feel engaged, and that's when we want to perform at a high high level, you know, go above and beyond our usual roles. So I think these are all really great conversations we're having. Thank you so much for sharing those. Um, and, and Scott, you did touch on a little bit around, you know, how to kind of motivate your team if, if you're dealing with, uh, with them virtually. So I would like to expand on that in a, li a little bit and ask you both if you have any other thoughts around, you know, what could be done to motivate your team when you're working remotely. Um, I think seeing people's faces is so important. And I understand that, you know, as, you know, and Scott might be able to add to this, as salespeople out on the road, we've obviously got to take safety into consideration. But... You know, when you are um, sitting at your desk and you're having a, a Zoom or a team meeting, being able to turn your camera on is really, really important to have that eye contact, to, to be able to eyeball someone in their home environment, ask some questions about what's happening in the day before you actually get into whatever the agenda is for the, for the meeting. Um, I think just being able to see people is so important when you're trying to motivate them in a remote world. I think also a build from that is um, breaking breaking down the the stigma of all right I'm on this meeting and and let's just cut straight to the chase we've got to talk about this having a joke or you know I don't know sharing an experience of the day um, is important as well so it's 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 like you're in the office where you're joking or you overhear a joke or you just break the ice I think that's really imperative if you just get on to a meeting and it's just all business 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 and there's no fun element to it whilst you have to be serious about the topic and get to the outcome that you need for the meeting and the, and the objective I think it is important that you add a little bit of fun and I always try and try and inject that into every meeting I have just to even for my own sanity, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, Scott, you and I have spoken about this a lot, but having fun at work is just so important. I think with the amount of hours that we spend with the people that we're working with, why can't you have a bit of a joke, have a bit of a sense of humour? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be serious all the time. And that's another reason to be able to show you're demonstrating a different side to yourself as a leader, someone that wants to engage and motivate people through laughter which we all know yeah. is a great way to feel motivated. 100%. Yeah, so true. Then if we were to think about what motivation doesn't look like, um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think motivation isn't 
um, as a good friend of mine would say, fist-pumping, rah-rah, motivational speaker standing on stage. I don't think that's what the leader's role is. Um, I think it's being able to clearly articulate what meaningful progress looks for someone in their role and also being able to recognise the impact that they're making across the business. And, you know, I know recently we spoke about this in the, the PMP team, ACE, but... It doesn't matter what role you play, whether it's screening candidates and having conversations, making contracts, making sure our data's um, integrity in, in Workday, through to supporting leaders and managers with coaching sessions. Everyone's having an impact and it's really important to be able to communicate that as a leader. So I think it's having those genuine conversations um, and recognising people. And as we said earlier, creating that winning culture is really important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How about you, Scott? Yeah, I, I think where, where my experience with high-performing um, cultures is that you want everyone to lift their standard, but you don't want everyone to have to feel like they have to become the general manager because some people just don't. Some people don't. But having a high-performance culture doesn't mean that everyone is expected that they have to grow through the business and climb the tree because some people will get demotivated by that. They want to just, they love, say, in the sales world, they love being a sales rep. They love that connection with customer. They don't want to have to manage people in the future and they don't want to have to feel like the expectation is that unless you are um, going up the, up the chain, you're, you're, you're not succeeding. The, 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 the part for me is empowering the team so that they can become better at the job they do and feel complete fulfilment that they are progressing in their role. And I don't think you can ever stop learning or ever stop refining how well you perform at the job you do. So I think that's the clear distinction for me. Um, in a high-performing team, it's it's a high-performing team that constantly looks to lift the standard. And that's um, that, that's probably a great segue into the new goal mastery program that we're launching at Laminex. Something that will our people will see over the coming weeks as we enter into the goal-setting season. And we've done a fair bit of work in the background to look at what makes a high performing team, how do you motivate individuals? And we've designed a new framework, which encompasses your work goals. So obviously the things that you need to do in order to drive strategic outcomes. We've coupled that with development goals. So having that clear conversation with your manager around how you want to develop and how you want to progress your career. And then the third thing, which is going to be relatively new to our people, but it's demonstrating that we're making a commitment around this as a leadership team is a wellbeing goal. And that wellbeing goal is creating a space for you to have a conversation with your manager about what is it that you're going to do and how can your manager support you with having positive wellbeing in the workplace, be it physically or mentally. And that wellbeing goal could be set around trying new ways of working. It could be creating space in your day to go for a walk. It could be being able to have richer conversations with team members. What we're trying to do is say that we believe at Laminex the best performing teams and the high performing individuals are ones that are able to balance wellbeing and work to drive a positive outcome. And we're saying as a business that we think that's really important and we want to support our people around wellbeing. And I'm hoping that, you know, with the introduction of this, that's where we're going to have better motivation and better engagement for our people because they've, they've, they've been able to see that Laminex says wellbeing is important. I'm sure we will. So cool. Wellbeing goal. I'm a huge fan of that. 
Okay, well, we're close to wrapping up this episode now. What would be the number one takeaway from this episode for our listeners? For me, it's about being motivated or creating a high-performance team. Is It's not only the business that has to create that environment, but you have to be open to that environment and take it on 100%. Be committed to uh, wanting to contribute to motivating others because that's not just your boss's responsibility. It's everyone's responsibility to, to create an environment of engagement. Um, I think that's the key takeaway that I, I, I would like to highlight. I think for me, it's just have genuine and authentic conversations with your people. I think that's going to be the best way as a leader that you can motivate your team is take the time to get to know them, to understand what motivates them, what what inspires them, um, and then be that supportive confidence that can help drive those goals and ambitions forward. That's That's probably the one takeaway that I'd like to see leaders do from this. Awesome. And do you have a call to action for our listeners to do after listening to this? Pick up and call someone that you haven't spoken to in a while. That's my call to action. (laughs) Have fun and and create that human element. Love it. Okay. Well, um, look, thank you so much for joining the show, both of you. Um, Laura, it was great to get your thoughts around kind of the theory of, you know, how to motivate your team as a leader. And and Scott, thank you for sharing your thoughts around, you know, what you do as a leader to motivate your team. One more question to you both before you, before I let you go, a personal one. So think about it if you need some time. Um, what are you curious about right now? Oh, for me, it's it's really about how what the future of work looks like, and I think it's got more of the well-being flavour to it in organisations, but it's also adjusting to this new hybrid work world that we find ourselves in. That's that's what I'm curious to see, just how that evolves. Yeah, great. And Scott. Yeah, I, I think I'm similar, right? So I'm curious about meeting everyone face-to-face and seeing how the teams actually interact, um, which I've started to do. But curious to see how at the other end of this, how we, to Laura's point, how how what we call the new norm. And, uh, and, and I think we're using digital and face-to-face really effectively now. Will that continue um, or will that change in the future? So we'll, I suppose time will tell. Awesome. Well, time to wrap up now. Um, Thank you again and hopefully I'll see you um, again on the next Learning Bites. Thanks, Ace. Fantastic, Ace. Thanks for having me again.